Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. We use extremely explicit, vulgar, horrific language. We advise you not to listen because on today's episode, I use words like alone, and mother. So if you keep listening, you like it. All right, folks, like I said, this is an example. Uh, We're giving y'all a little preview of the Daily Dose episode. We do these Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and you get to listen to all of them if you are in the BC Club, and it's a little more raw and real. You'll see an example of it in this episode that I guess I'm not too proud of, but I'm kind of proud of it, so praise the Lord. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Stamps.com. Get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale by going to Stamps.com slash Christian. Kick that kick music. So you see, it's out of feeling alone. It's not your fault. You can't get what you want. How many times has it been said? Kid, you're just stuck in your head. But I'm praying, what does that even mean? When I can't tell you what I believe. And today is harder than most. That's why I need my daily. Okay, everybody, it is yeah. Thursday at 1230, and we're recording our Daily Dose episode for the day, and uh, we didn't get to recap anybody's time. For I mean, Friday. This is, Christian this is Friday's episode, right? Yeah, it'll come out Friday, but the truth is we're recording two on Thursday so that Joey can have family time Friday, and we'll have longer, Toby and I'll have longer work days on Friday. So, yes, yep. it's the Daily Dose. We try to keep it extremely current to the minute and publish it a few minutes later. However, we're going to double up sometimes on Thursdays. Um, I think. So this is Thursday. You're hearing it Friday. And uh, we didn't even get to get into the topic of Easter at all this week. I told you all about the Matt and Toby album, by the way. Uh, Remember, that was my Easter memory is hyping up Matt and Toby product. And they all sold thousands because of it. So go ahead and talk about Easter. How was y'all's Easter? I had a pretty secular Easter. (laughs) You had a secular Easter? (laughs) I had a pretty secular Easter, I'm going to have to say. (laughs) Let me guess. You didn't go to church. That that is correct. I didn't go. I didn't. Re- I didn't really think about going. Except for a couple people asked me about going. We were going to have an Easter dinner, and Dave Powell's family come over with his kids and stuff like that. And they were talking about yeah. going to church. I was like, ah, we'll just you know, y'all have fun, and then come over at two o'clock or whatever. <clears throat> um, and they showed up at two. I said, how was church? And Dave said, we didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, it was was it fun, Pat? Because like, I remember working at Seacoast and Mars Hill. That's like the the Super Bowl, basically. Yeah. Easter's, I think, I guess Easter's bigger than Christmas. Even you think? I guess it has to be the biggest one. Probably so. Yeah, I, th- I think. I so. I mean, sure. I, like, uh, yeah, those are those are fun environments because I like people and just kind of yeah, I like I like the whole and thing. The, and dread, and that's the day you get to see people you haven't seen all year. <laughs> they come to church that day yeah. usually, except for the Carters and stuff. 
All right, let now me tell you all about my Easter. Mine was a little different. Uh, so Lunsford, Aaron Lunsford texted me and said, uh, if he, he said, on Easter, if I'm going to church, I'm going mega. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to get the good coffee, the good, the show, everything. Like that. I was like, yeah, he's right. He's right. So I was like, I said, Jess, if we go to church, we're going to a mega church. And she's like, okay. And I was like, all right, let's go to the church. And, and we like going earlier because we wake up the crack of dawn and just get it, get it over with, right? So we went to the eight. They had an extra 8 p.m. service. I added a third service to this mega church in my town. And uh, we went there, and I, met, I, I, I had a plan. Because uh, I tried this before. It didn't totally work out. And so this time, I was like, I'm going to make this work. Because uh, my plan is I want to go to this mega church, which has a giant, massive auditorium. We get there early, have wonderful coffee. I mean, just amazing creamers. <laughs> I promise. I'm not bullshitting. They, they are amazing coffee. Uh, I was like, Jess, I if mean, we get the there a little bit, a, a great kids. I mean, I get to drop my kids off for an hour or two and you know, it's, it's going to be there. I know they're taken care of. I don't like, I don't like some of the message stuff. I can get into that later. But, uh, so my plan was, uh, I bought these Bluetooth headphones. That gives you a little clue. <laughs> Bluetooth, ear, we go. Bluetooth earbuds. Like they're smaller. <laughs> they don't even show like, uh, like my, uh, Apple iPods. They don't even show. They look like a hearing aid almost. Right. So, my goal is I get the coffee, I get our family, I, you know, get in the car, we got to go, we got to go. I want to get there because I knew it was going to be packed. We get there early enough, no, uh, not that many people, so early that not that many people had totally taken up the auditorium, and we're at the first service, so people want to go to the later one. We go to the very back, all the way to the wall at the top of these bleacher seating things. Jess and I get, the, <laughs> Jess and I get this row, and nobody even sits around us. So as soon as we get there, I pop in my Bluetooth headphones and I'm like, I'm going to listen to a podcast because I'm just like, I, I want this to be valuable. What were you going to listen to? Well, what I was like, I was a little, I was like, this is a little evil and it is Easter. Uh, so I thought, I was like, well, uh, Ben Shapiro is Jewish. So I listened to the Joe Rogan, Ben <laughs> Shapiro episode. <laughs> I was like, Jesus is a Jew. So he should understand that a little bit. So that's what I listened to, and it was so great, and it was awesome. I was just listening. I would look over at Jess, and she was listening to the sermon or whatever, but she didn't know. I'm just sitting in this super dark know. room. No, <laughs> she didn't know at all. Uh, I, I'm sitting in this super dark room. I look around. No one's looking at me, obviously. I'm listening to a podcast I'm really enjoying. I have a wonderful cup of coffee, and I'm in this dark, air-conditioned room for one hour. And it was just so wonderful. I mean, and when I stand up to act like I'm singing the songs, I don't sing them anyway. This, uh, you know, it doesn't even matter. And so I'm just, I'm just standing there, just like all the other usually men, not engaging. Some men will, but uh, a lot. Just, and I was just like, oh, this is awesome. This is. I wish the church would actually allow this at least once a Sunday. Come here. We'll watch your kids, and you just listen to a podcast. If you want to listen to a sermon, we'll pump one on the screen up there. But if not, use one of these billions of rooms to get some work done or hang out with your wife and play a, ga- a board game or just sit in the air conditioning and, and drink a nice cup Daycare of coffee. Daycare for adults, like, what, too, like, How about a mental health day from church? But you still get to go to the church building, see your friends, talk for a minute, because the worst possible thing that I saw is when we're leaving, I saw these people going, oh, hey, hey I'll, I'll try and catch up with you. There is not really community. It's just hus- herd these people into the seat, let these people on stage talk for an hour, and then leave. Maybe you get to talk for seven minutes in the parking lot. Maybe in the lobby, uh, four minutes here and there or something. Like, it's not really, like, it's just the, uh, seeing the people. So if you could actually have a day of community where, or a day of just, hey, you've been working all month, this, this fourth Sunday of the month, you're going to get to listen to a podcast or uh, uh, whatever you want to do here. But use our facility. You paid for it. <laughs> well, you had a strategy a long time ago that, to me, this speaks into it that I thought made a lot of sense. And then you, since then, kind of backed away from it a little bit. But you said at one point, why not one sermon a month? 
And then yeah. the rest of the Sundays, you can come or not, but you can come and play a board game with your wife, hang out, or, hey, maybe go to an orphanage and serve breakfast or something. But why do we need four sermons? I mean, I think what you just described is is the, the amount of good that would come out of not having four sermons. Oh, I know. Uh, well, I, And obviously, I'm generalizing here because I know I get... Fucking, I'm just surprised you went. I get fucking honestly. Facebook me- e-messages. Hey, my church is different. We actually do. I, okay, I get it. You're the best. You're so wonderful. Your church, you're definitely not talking about your church out there, whoever listening in the club or whatever. But yeah, In fact, go so far as to say any individual hearing my voice right now, I am not talking about you. Yeah, not okay? you. The now, other, the other can you folks. just participate with me as I right, say just, the just general come along things with I observe billions right. of times? Well, and I but think a big you. distinction. I think a big distinction <laughs> that we don't say and people aren't smart enough to get is you're specific. You you went to a mega church and you are you're being critical of the big church gathering. A lot of people that write, they're just like, dude, that's not the only thing about church. I have a house church; it looks completely different. You're not even talking about that. You're talking about a big building that has it people there weekly. You know, right? All right. If you've been listening to anything I've said over the years, you know that I use stamps.com all the time. Uh, I do it with all our shipping and even our personal uh, mail as well because it's just so easy. Who has the time to go to the post office? You're busy. I'm busy. Who's got the time to sit in traffic, parking, lugging all your mail inside? It's a real hassle. Seriously. That's why you need stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services, all the amazing services to the U.S. Post of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once you mail, once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier and drop or drop it off at the at the mailbox. It's that simple. Seriously, not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Seriously, it's a no-brainer. So, right now our listeners get a special offer that includes a 4-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. 4-week trial Free postage and a digital scale. It's amazing. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in bad Christian. That's stamps.com, enter bad Christian. Yeah, and it's worth, and that's worth, it's not, again, that's, a, that's one of those defenses for things that is not appropriate. It's not appropriate to say there are other kinds of churches too. Yeah, yeah, I know. This one seems like a problem though. That's the one we're talking about. This is the one that seems to be chewing up people as fuel. Overgeneralization is a problem too sometimes, though, for sure. Well, okay, but I'm generalizing. Yeah, okay, so everybody understand. I'm about to generalize, so I'm not talking about anything specific. Now, may I proceed? Can you listen to generalization? I mean, you know, like, that's okay. I'm just saying there's such thing as overgeneralization, and I think sometimes it's hard not to get into that territory, but I agree that what... What you're saying sure. right now is perfectly fine. The, that's sure, but it, but again, there's all these veiled re- ways of not criticizing things is very, very goofy because anything else you criticize freely. You criticize football coaches. You criticize the way you run the administration of this. You run it. I mean, 
it's fine to criticize things. It's not even bad. It's it's not even bad at all. It's good. The, I, the whole point of it is that it's good to yeah. start, try to notice things, especially when things are overly defended and the wagons are circled and stuff. And people want a justification. They have a bias to not incriminate people that they care about. I get all that. But the megachurch has a bunch of problems and it's obviously worth talking about. And so that's fine. Even participating in and talking about them, these things are not at odds. But it's not really valid to say, yeah, but there are other forms of church here. This one is causing some massive problems, and it's on a runaway track towards something not good for you and your church. These mega churches cause problems for your small local church, and in that they draw people away from them and use them as fuel and possible revenue sources until they spit them out the other end, never to return to the original church that they were at in the first place. Yep. Is that not maybe worth talking about? It, it is. You're right. But Without also, saying, I know yep. one good preacher somewhere at a thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's what we should do, too, though. We need to curb it with a little bit of positivity. So I want to curb it with some Toby Morrell kind of positivity. And you already said the creamer was good, Toby. You oh, yeah. Coffee. I'm telling you. I, I want to say the church just so people would stop by and get a free cup of coffee because it's so damn good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just I, say the I, name. It's so go. good. Like, Jess loves it. Do they even have, like, the uh, like almond creamer, coconut cream? I mean, they no, have it all. It's unbelievable. Not. I mean, just, like, just sitting in a comfortable... Uh, air-conditioned room with a cup of coffee. Listen to a bucket. It's like heaven. It, that, I was like, this church is awesome when I was sitting there. <laughs> I take I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Now, uh, well, one critical thing that was really, this is when I felt, okay, there's a few <laughs> things that happened. It was Easter and church did get me thinking spiritually. One was we get home, Ike looks up at us. Ike's seven years old and says, uh, I'm filled with sin, but I got to try to do good for God. And I was like, oh, I said, is, I said, is that what you talked about at church? And we had to figure it out. And so that's not exactly what they said. But in a seven-year-old's mind, I was seven years old. That's what I heard, too. I'm yeah. filled, oh, so I'm filled with sin. What he did what wrong? What was the second what part, Toby? Wrong? I'm filled with sin and what? I'm filled with sin, and I have to do good so if, to, for God. I have to do good for God, oh, I think is what shit. he said. And I was like, I, I said, Ike, I don't think that's what they were trying to say, and you're not filled with sin. You're amazing. I had to go through all this big encouraging and explain to him, hey, sin is like a mistake, and that, that you're not filled with that. It's just sometimes we all do those things. I, I list some of the things you think are bad, and Jess and I told him how we did those a billion times, and we still do some of those. And it's not what was his own list no, there, huh? Uh, you know, like not listening to parents. Uh, not uh, he did. He gets in trouble sometimes on the bus for like uh, messing with other kids, or you know, just little silly boy stuff and, and yeah, girl he does stuff or whatever. Shitty. Yeah, yeah, he's Actually. a fucking asshole. That's why I say, yeah, you, you're, you're right, little fucker. You, you're full yeah. of sin, you motherfucker. Fine. Um, anyway, but we had to, so I was like, shit, this is why I can't even trust the church because even, I know they're trying to do good, but they're talking about sin and how you have to, in a way, get back right with God and all this stuff. And, it, and so it, that's all a kid that, that uh, raw can understand, that new to the world can understand. Wait yeah. a minute, I'm, oh, they're saying bad things. I do those bad things. I'm bad. And that's the way I felt. I was like, shit. And so I was like, Jess, I just don't know if we can do this, even though I loved it. And I love the free child care and all that stuff. Um, and then the other thing, <laughs> but so I had to deal with that. But on a positive note, it did get me thinking. Like, I was like, well, uh, I, and you know, we, that's what's kind of cool about these uh, daily doses. We're a little more honest. Uh, I realize because i've been working more with instagram i didn't realize how many beautiful people are on instagram and the amount of non-clothing they don't wear and boy has that been good for my mind so good that i i've even enjoyed uh some serious uh porn jack-off sessions in the last month oh, a, no. lot, a lot a lot of that happened 
And I was like, on Easter, I was like, man, uh, I just, I don't think of porn or masturbation as guilt like I used to. I don't feel as guilty, but I don't think it's healthy or good for me. Like I'm trying, and so on Easter, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm just, I, I was gonna, I was looking through Instagram, and I was like, oh, check out that, and I was like, nah, let's just try to avoid it a little bit. And I'm not saying I'm a good person and not gonna mess up again or anything, but it did make me think, you know what? Jesus died for me, so maybe I'd be healthy. And what does health look like? And and it's not just porn. I hate that we always, I always go to that because that's the 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 one that seems like the most weighted. It always is for stupid dumbass. Christian idiot boys and men, but the bigger thing is the health aspect. Like, does that does for example the idea of looking at porn? Does that that idea of allowing myself that does that also allow me to eat worse sometimes and just say, well, you just need it or it's just the feeling you have and does it infiltrate my work? Like, well, you've done enough today. You deserve this, like that deserving thing, and it that that really does lure me in. I don't feel as healthy is the way I'd rather look at that. Like, that's what I mm-hmm. want to convey to my son too. Like, listen, you're going to have sexual urges. You're going to have boners that you can't control. Daughter, you're going to want to be physical or uh, romantic or intimate with, with people. That's okay. Those are natural feelings. Now, what's the healthiest way to go about that? Because nobody told me that. All they told me was don't do it. So when right. I see a, a hot lady, uh, now I have to even admit this. There are some phenomenal. I saw these two men with their shirts off on Instagram, and it, I, I wish I would have saved the picture. They were the most good-looking, best men. I was like, my god, this is amazing. How can like Instagram is just like it's just the most beautiful people ever. Yeah. Like just taking the perfect pictures with their phone. It's just unreal. I couldn't believe like it was an older guy with gray beard. And I was like, man, if I could look like that, if I could just hey, where are some god, of those names amazing. to search on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, dude. just for just for research, right? Um, but. All that to say, I've been thinking, I, I was glad, like Easter kind of made me think, Jesus died for sins. What is sin? My son's understanding it from these people at church, like he's filled with it or whatever. But the thing is, it has to be some kind of health thing that infiltrates, sin infiltrates maybe everything. And it, it's this, it's this, it's not the jacking off and the looking at the tits and the, and the anal fucking and all that shit. It's, <laughs> it, it's the... <laughs> Watch. I want to go. Watch listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Let me defend Toby's use there. Like that is egregious, and you did not need to say that, especially because this is on the main feed. However, I'm going. This is to on the main feed. Usage. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I am going to defend your usage there. So I know that was sounded gratuitous and offensive to people, but and it's a joke. So and it's for a laugh. Now, however, that is the reality. Toby used the word anal and fucking there, but that's images that everybody listening to this sees yeah. and knows. And so the fact that Toby's saying it in a brutal fashion, it just further pushes the feeling of discomfort that we all do this and look at this and wrestle with this and don't talk about it. So thank yeah. you for making that discomfort actually in embodied for a little bit there, but I wish you hadn't said it. Now, go I mean, ahead. I, 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 I let me to- I, let me clean that up. Butt fucking is what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Toby's back on this because I think that it it does seem so out of nowhere. But like people have to realize we are the product of an overly uh, sensitive and guilt ridden sexual Christian culture. Like that's how, and that it, it's wrong. Like the starting point for all of us, or for Toby and I at least, was. Any sexual urges before marriage is wrong. Run away from it. And the starting point should be we are sexual beings. That's how we're made. And that never goes away. Not for a minute. Not. I mean, obviously, there's ebb and flow, but it's always a part of you. And so it's just, and that's kind of what I was talking to uh, Matt about yesterday, is when you start 
at the place of, okay, I am free from any sort of guilt, completely free from guilt, and I am also someone who sees the world sexually, then it does become about not indulging, not becoming an sure. addict, not not uh, objectifying women, caring about women and everything. But I mean, I, I think Priscilla and I have had some really good conversations on just how, I mean, it's not, it's not against, it shouldn't be this unbelievable thing to even be turned on by a photograph or crap. Like that, that is just your natural response. It's just natural. Okay, I got a new song y'all are going to love. It's called Around the Corner, and it's from a band that you should have already heard of, but maybe you haven't, so this will be your opportunity. Mike Maines and the Branches. I just did a conversation with Mike from Mike Maines and the Branches on the Labeled podcast, and what a terrific episode. The guy is very cool. We talk about As Cities Burn and Me Without You and how you know, where he fits in the tooth and nail catalog and growing up and what music moved him, and he's making some really cool music, too. The new record is called when we were in love and it was released at the beginning of april it's the third full length from this band mike mains and the branches and this is their first one with tooth and nail do you feel like hanging from a cross do you feel your paradise is lost when you're lying wide awake counting every mistake do you hate what you've become Would you like to soak your heart in bleach Scrub it white till all the walls are clean When you're staring in the mirror and the old black wolf appears like this is the perfect feel-good record for the spring and the summer there's three singles that are currently available from it and you can head over to spotify apple music or wherever you buy and stream music you know the drill you can check those out there's some really diverse stuff on there it's it's a lot of upbeat stuff but there's some mood some nice mood stuff in there too so follow the band's pages you know spotify apple music whatever you do wherever you can get alerts you know key into a band get their alerts if you don't mind a bunch of fun stuff is coming you won't want to miss it the record we were in love is available now go check it out Mike Mains and the Branches. Can I try to tie that together to all the way back to Ike? Because when you said we're saying that about Ike, um, you know, 
saying, learning that or mislearning it or learning it the wrong way or not as they said. That's that how, really, I think that's the only way you could interpret it is what I'm well, saying. Okay, that's really but that's what, that's what I want to address head on. I think all this stuff is very, very tied together, and I'd like to yeah. point this out. Y'all know that I have a little thing for children, and I know that sounds weird the way I say that, but you, I have a certain sensitivity for child and child development and yeah. its effects that other people don't seem to have, and I cannot figure out how people don't get that that's important. But their actions seem to not understand that your formative years are the most important ones. And so you have, first of all, the stuff that Ike was hearing, there is no other way to put it than that is, in fact, indoctrination. Right. Now, it's also central claims to the all of the histo- history of Christianity. It's very fundamental that, of course, we're sinners. Uh, it's in every creed. It's completely traditional and historical. I get that. I'm not saying that's not true or right or shouldn't be taught or couldn't be taught in some way. But nonetheless, it is indoctrination, and it does come across like indoctrination, and very specifically. And I'm telling you, there everybody that has adult problems, like you talking about your porn this and that, and you were yeah. told this, you are told this, you were told it at a young age, not an old age. It is when you are young that it is most important what you learn and how you learn it. or. Right. And lessons you learn from trauma or positivity or modeling, very, very, very little from words people tell you that you need to learn because nobody's good at that inherently or likes it or does it well. That's the least way you learn. But nonetheless, those programmatic things being taught to kids at young ages, those are indoctrinations. It can be indoctrination into positive Western society or something you like. But nonetheless, that is what it is. It's to put a foundation in at his developmental age so that he will internalize certain things and notions and structures and carry them the rest of his life. That is exactly what is happening. That is the design of it. That is the 100% what's going on. And it's well-meaning. Okay. Nonetheless, very, very scary uh, and critical to the max. Every adult, again, that's dealing with anything is dealing with something that happened probably at Ike's age, the way his dad was, the way this happened, when this thing happened to him. That's that's what all our shit is. Yeah. Yet, the children's ministry, the most important thing in the world, eternity, souls, children, at the most critical time, it has some of the lowest bar ever of who is volunteering and what they're teaching and how and why. It's just whoever's nice gets to to be there. Okay. Whoever seems unimposing (laughs) and comfortable and nice and sweet, that will be the person that determines the most important thing about your kid's whole eternity at the most important time of their life. Okay. Right. That's And it's whoever seems sweet is who will be given that responsibility. Meanwhile, the adults are in there listening to AirPods with the important <laughs> message that they don't listen to. This makes no sense. Well, he, and here's the problem in the South. And uh, so so I would be someone who readily has his kids and those children's you ministries. scare the shit much, out of those little people is what it Pretty seems much like. every single Sunday. But here, here's the problem with us is it's not just church. It's we're having to war against things grandparents say. They're friends at school who are being mm-hmm. raised in the same way. And so Priscilla and I have this conversation all the time. Hey, most of your Christian friends or leaders believe this way. We do not. And Priscilla and I just decided that we have got to have a regular touch point for the family and talk about spiritual things because right. we're having this conversation so many times over the course of the day. It's like, let's just bring everybody together and let let them know exactly where we stand as a family. Because, dude, I'm telling you, I have to coach my kids. Here, People know our kids as preacher's kids or whatever, and I have to tell them not to use certain words with other families because they would be offended. I mean, it, it's the Southern culture is just 
it's just it's insane. That's yeah, the problem. You, that's the problem I have with school, school and church. I have to tell my kids all the time, like uh, you, you can't say. I, I tell them these aren't bad words. Uh, lots of people use these words, but if you use them in school, you're going to get in trouble probably. And that's just that's the rules that you have to live by right now. I don't I don't actually agree with it. But well, and the other point I wanted to say here too is the bigger issue, even more than kids and stuff like that. I'm I'm I realize. With the Ike, with Ike and what he said and the way I was feeling, like I looked at Jesus for the first time, maybe on Easter, in a real way. Like, wait a minute, if Jesus is real, I know I've said that a billion times, then maybe he cares about my health overall. And these these things are are things that are hiccups or things that I'm attracted to that probably sometimes aren't the best for me. But what if my response is only guilt and shame? I'm shitty. I'm filled with sin. I'm awful, which I did so much with porn and jacking off that I just, I mean, people, that's what I'm saying. We, 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 are so filled no. with, we are so filled with guilt and shame that all of us, when I said the, the F word along with anal or butt, uh, <laughs> felt uh-huh. uncomfortable, even <laughs> though right. that, that might've been the title of the thing and the exact document, documented data of the thing I was watching at the time or something. I don't remember, but I'm, I'm saying like, we can't even handle that. Like yet. me being actually real and saying, and being honest and transparent, even if it's, I'm joking, like if we can't handle that because of the guilt and shame or what's going on or a, hey, what if somebody hears Toby say that word? Right. Where, uh, what, what help are you offering anyone? We're stuck at what help? Level what, what help? What that's help? What help blows are you my offering? Mind that, and, and I get this all the time. Would you listen? Would you let your kids listen to Bad Christian? I'm like, very soon, my oldest can. I, actually, if Rosa came to me and said, I, uh, "Why would she?" But if she said, "Hey, I really want to check out Bad Christian," I, at this point, I would say yes, and let's talk about each one, especially with your dad saying some crazy stuff. Right. But what what is up with that mentality? So when do you let them listen and engage in the real world? Like at what okay, point but, do you but, say but, it's okay? But, well, it's not that. It's not that. It's, it's just it's just a way to. I mean, you, it's unavoidable, but it's recognizing how these things work that is so critical. Like, tell me the last time that you were really upset and frustrated about something that you learned that was wrong, that you'd been hanging on to, that you learned from somebody when you were 27 years old. And it I mean, has given you trouble because you learned this thing and you t- internalized it. And now you're having to unlearn it that you learned when you were 25. A weekly That's not thing, w- what it is. It's, it's when you were young. It's the things where I grew up that every. Thing everybody says was, well, I grew up and oh, this is the way it was. So now, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I got some bad information from a preacher when I was 25 and it screwed me up. That's less the case, typically. I'm just pointing out the critical nature of the, the children part of this whole equation <laughs> is, is just, it's not, it's, it's kind of, it's crazy. And, well, and, and it comes from laziness of thinking, oh, at least I'll put, it's, it, it comes from the same thing of the government will take care of me or, I'll trust other people or there's specialists for that. Like, I'm not the one that knows how to educate children about Jesus. That's hard. I'll send them to, quote, church. And then you get I, a person that tries to impress upon your kids how much of a sinner they are, meaning well, but doesn't even know your kid or how they're going to receive it. That's your job. That's all. It's not their job. That's why I say keep your kids out of Sunday school. It doesn't make well, sense to send them there if you care about the material. But the coffee, the coffee, the air conditioning. <laughs> screw, but, and I do want to say this. Screwing up kids is happening in and out of the church from from even yes. mus, Muslim cultures that are teaching Everybody. kids that women are less than. So it, it, course, I don't want to just pick on the Christian are fragile, church. Unbe- this, they're, they're wet cement. Of course, they're so easy to screw up. That's the point. So who are you going to hand them to? 
Right, I I do agree. With <laughs> what, are you, what are you handing them to? But but with now at the stuff. same at the same time, I'm actually kind of thankful that that happened, and we got to have a really good conversation a- after we've gone to church several times. Our kids come back and say, "This is what we learned." Now that's what I like. I like going to church, yeah. hearing what they learn, and saying, "No, that that person is wrong." And uh, we we just had Pete Holmes on the podcast. He's going to be coming out on the main episode next week or something like that. He made he made a good point in his new book. Um, about saying he loved church because he trusted adults and adults were right and they said right. it was good. And so there's I, no I, reason I, I like the idea. That, yeah, like, I like the idea of saying, uh, "Wait a minute, Ruby, what uh, Ike, what what they said to you? Uh, you don't have to trust that just because they're an practice. adult. Well, just because they're an adult, they you need to honor them and they are the leader. That does not mean you trust them or take everything they say as the God's honest truth because your dad right here makes mistakes and you might not even trust all the things I say, but I'm telling you, I know that you're a good person and this is what maybe what they meant. And if they didn't mean that, then they're wrong. And you don't have, so think for yourself because God is real. Jesus is real. Your dad believes that. Your mom believes that. We want community. We want all these things. But if you're thinking that you're a bad person, we're not going to start that way. You're a great person. You you have so much great to offer this world. And if you're spending your time feeling sorry for yourself, that's going to waste everything. And and so Jesus didn't care, want, want people walking around moping around because man, I'm the worst person in the world. That's what I did. It's so so many spiritual thoughts wasted on guilt and shame. It's just ridiculous. And so now that's why I'm saying I, 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 I'd rather you not be able to handle me and I give you my real self than a crafted non-real self that is fake. And that's what the church, to me, oftentimes has come. You don't hear the real shit going on in the pastor's life. The, the, the Sunday school teacher doesn't tell my kids the real stuff. Like, hey, listen, this is what I really think. Sometimes I have real doubts about God. No Sunday school teacher does that because they get kicked out. They just want, Toby like Tim. Matt said, the nice guy, the nice lady. Ten Whoever's years ago, I actually had a I mean, pastor appears tell nice and has a demeanor that's nice. They're in charge of the future soul of your kid with the important information. Okay, <laughs> for thirty minutes at a time a week, uh, that's insane. I was actually told by a pastor instructionally. This was a good ten years ago, and this this person isn't at Seacoast, but it was a Seacoast pastor that told me, "You do not share struggles unless you're done with them." And I remember him saying that, and immediately I was like, I can't go to this guy for advice if that's how he really feels. And I, and it that was like the starting point of me recognizing that spiritual authority within the church it, it, it can't be trusted. Like we're you know because I was a I considered myself a young punk kid that needed to listen a lot because I didn't have the answers. And at that point, I was like, I can't take that approach. Like I've got to be able to think for myself because that dude's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's building a bridge, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing like this daily dose every day. I feel like uh, it's kind of neat. There's a bunch of people that call us on our bullshit and also are helping us figure out you know, our, how critical are we or what are we doing or, or whatever. I like the idea of the main episode on, on Wednesdays is almost like a bridge builder to that. Like Where we're trying to get to is the daily dose world, and, the, and our yep. main episodes now is like, hey, wait, we're going to build a bridge for you. It's going to be this. We're going to guess and all that stuff. But like this, these are real thoughts that I have. And I just don't want to like I don't want anybody to live in shame and guilt. It's the most horrific, infectious disease. One of the most horrific, infectious, infectious diseases in eternity, in the world, in the history of, of Earth, because it just keeps you from everything. And it'd be way better if everybody was a little bit raw and a little bit honest. But I know that's hard. You, you have to build a bridge for people to understand that. I know there's some serious Christians out there that can't talk about listening to our podcast because they might lose their job. That's, that's, like if you, <laughs> I've thought about this too. If you listen to this podcast, you can't tell any 
anybody about it, you might should quit listening to it because that's the I don't know what you're doing. Like it, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, this is something that I I like or I enjoy or at least I can I can that's have some free thought. Cool that's that, that's what I want. But if you're listening to it and can't tell anybody about it, why are you doing that? That's the bigger. That's thing. a great point. So how about this though? That puts you in a really cool ethical kind of a quandary. If you're doing something that you need to hide, you should stop doing that thing. But then the person goes, yeah, I know, but the thing I'm doing is not bad. Then you need to look at your environment and the system you're in very carefully, and you need to quit that or change it. Yeah. But you, you're cho- I don't care. If you, if you can't have – if you're not allowed to drink in the system you're in as a pastor, even you know off-duty or whatever – but you know it's okay, but they say it's not okay, then don't do it. Or that's too black and white, fellas. Sorry, you I don't shouldn't agree be with that there. one. Okay, but I'm just telling I mean, I just, you. Shouldn't I just be think there. that's such an over, I hear your that's dis- an I hear your disagreement. I, I hear your disagreement. I think it's a neat thought experiment, like I said, ethical quandary to explore. Mm-hmm. You can have your disagreement. I'm nope, going to continue with, with my thought experiment that might be healthy to think about. Maybe the reason you hide things, if you're sure they're not bad things, then you've justified it. Now you're going to live in guilt and shame and you're going to be hiding. You're going to say, I listen to this podcast, but I'm not allowed to say. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the podcast. It's just that I have to hide. Well, now either the podcast is wrong in that system that you buy into or there's something fucked up about that system that you need to address or get out of or stop listening to the podcast then if it's that important. If you're, you know, so that's a, a good way to think about it because we tend to just go, well, I'll just hide this. That will be the easiest thing that solves all the problems. Well, guess what? It causes another problem. We let Toby's highlighting very well called guilt and shame. Man, the big takeaway here is I, I don't enjoy church. I don't trust it at all. Uh, I fake it. And I feel closer to Jesus and more confident in needing a savior and all that stuff than I ever have. And, and some people have been questioning that, but I think the reason why is because I'm actually trying to get to a healthy place where I go, wait a minute, there are certain things in my life that I'm just going to be weak to, and I'd love some help. I'm, I would love some help. That's where I'm at these days. Like, wait a minute, I need, I need some help. That, and, and I don't want to tell anybody else they have to believe the way I do. Like I, I've been thinking a lot about proselytizing people and, and that how, messed up when i was listening to the uh ben shapiro podcast he made a great point he's like jews we don't try to convert anybody we kind of even say don't and i was like man if christianity did that it would be so much more real like don't worry about trying to convert people i want to focus on the real thing here what are we doing like what what is that what does this mean what could this be what is jesus what is he not all those things instead of me going hey you know what i need to go to my neighborhood and say hey do you believe in where you do you know where you're going in the future like, what does that even mean? There's Nobody can even answer that question. And nobody can even promise you, no matter what, that if you believe in Jesus, you go to the good place, the candy land. Nobody can even tell you that for sure. So it'd be way better to be on a real journey and searching for God. And so I am excited in a way that uh, I went to church and it made me think about God. <laughs> that I did have a good conversation with my son and I felt a little convicted to, to consider health and how it, you know, in all aspects of my life and stuff like that. And hopefully that, but that Toby, keeps what going. You're saying, I'm going to fuck up saying, again. But. What you're saying, val- that's, this is what's so crazy and people don't see the connection. What you're saying is validating a very logical way of looking at Scripture. For example, I know a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction to what you said is, yeah, but the Great Commission. What if the Great Commission is to love all the nations that are around you and just live a way of love? And, oh my gosh, maybe other people will buy into that way of love, also ascribe to Jesus' teachings, and that's where he says, you know, baptize the nations and everything. Like, I, I hear what you say 
as supportive of the Bible, which to me proves just how much we've been misreading the Bible. Because I, I how people were taught the Great Commission makes a lot of sense for them to be like, no, we have to go do that. But what if having to do that, what if the that is a lot different? And I just think it is. We're preaching today. I hate it. <laughs> well, you got to. It's Easter. It's our Super Bowl. Touchdown, Jesus, baby. <laughs> Heck yeah. Three days left on the t- clock. You don't know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, touchdown. Jesus is eating fish, hanging out, shooting up into the sky like, see y'all. I did it. <laughs> I do, man. Joey, you believe that you one day you'll be able to go to heaven and you'll be able to like like a, a DVD or something, rewind history and just be hanging out. Like, do you think you'll be able to be there with Jesus or be in a, be in a hurricane or go back and watch the Packers win the Super Bowl? Like, do you, you think that's a part of heaven for you? I know, yeah, but the, I, I know the a, unreal, a godly amount of sex. But what's the? Yeah, you there's a deeper people? philosophy there as to why. But the quick answer is yes to your questions. But it's not just it's just not imagination. There is some thought put into it. I believe you. I actually have hope in that too. I think that would be so awesome. Like just to go back in history. Like I think it would be just phenomenal i'm almost scared of it imagine if right now you could just go back in time and there was a time machine and you could just go back in time and walk around with jesus for a minute or just watch and just see like uh, like part of me thinks oh you'd find out it's not real and then or you go wait oh my gosh that is the woman touched his garment she's not bleeding anymore and look at her or whatever like that's just those things are like that I guess that's why you just won't. You can't ever know, and I, I mean, wouldn't. Doesn't I wouldn't God believe ha- it now. I'm. I've, I've time traveled to this point in history, and I wouldn't believe a single person on Earth right now. Right, <laughs> could right. do that. So I don't know why if I God, think that, but I do. Yeah, if God is as big, like if God exists, then He's way bigger than we can imagine, and I would imagine all of that is he contains that, like he owns that, he owns everything that's ever happened. It came out of. I mean, if He spoke the world into existence. Through scientific processes is fine, but if he spoke everything to existence, it just yeah. seems like that is, uh, of course, of course he owns all of history. You can, uh, he owns your mind, so he can easily make it to where you're there. So maybe it's not even real, real, but you're in such a believable state that it's just as good as true. But and also everything points ultimately to God's glory. So I think for some people it's just like, yeah, but all the atrocities and everything. Well, what if, what if you got to see, you know, all the good and. Or, or what if you're watching it from the context of already seeing all the good unfold and everything being redeemed? Maybe you look at it through different eyes. I don't know. All right, uh, well, let's get out of this this extra episode. But I, I can't leave with like this joyful, hopeful shit. So can I say something rotten and bad? Yeah, you just have rotten. To. I, I, don't I was want telling, bad. I was telling y'all, I looked at some porn. So here's some of the porn: uh, oh, clear no. and clear and present stranger, a, a few hard men. Uh, Midsummer's Night Cream, Pecker Runs Through It, A Tale of Two Titties, <laughs> Against All Bods, Ally McFeel, <laughs> I'm not going to say that one, <laughs> Babe Watch. Yeah, ask, something uh, you don't say. And, uh, now everybody wants to know, what's the and, one you wouldn't say and, after you've said everything you said on this episode? And Aspocalypto. <laughs> Aspocalypto. <laughs> oh, gosh. The one that I've never said that, that our friend Paul came up with in college, I don't know if it really exists or not, but he said, why isn't the one called a cock on lips now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one I've ever heard. I like By Curious George. All right, get out of here. <laughs>